Hey, want some original dungeon adventures? Would you like them all to fit on one piece of letter-sized paper? You seem like you're pretty much on the level, so I'll let you in on a secret. Head over to patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers and join the $25 tier to get monthly one-page dungeons in addition to a bunch of other rewards. Patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers. So, I this didn't result in any lost teeth, and it's a miracle it didn't. Uh, I ran, I was running on the playground when I was a child and the sun was in my eyes. So I decided to be running like full tilt with my eyes closed and I ran so hard into a stop sign. So it did its job. Um, I ran so hard into a stop sign that it made a blong sound loud enough to make everyone on the playground stop and look at me. And then I blacked out and don't remember anything, but I know I got out of school for a week. Dude. This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Well, howdy, listeners. Welcome to the Daily Crier Listening Show, where all the news and varying and beyond can make its way right to your ears. Grab yourself a beverage of choice, mine being a little coffee with chicory a la Dumont, and let's settle in for a segment I like to call What the Morning Shows Us with Nelson Moses. Now, there are a lot of wonders in this world. Many we have seen, and countless we haven't. Some can be terrible to behold and bring us to the ends of our metaphorical rope, while others may leave us feeling as though a part we never knew was there had just been taken away. But even when looking back can be painful, it's just as important to unpack your wiles and your woes as it is your accolades and accomplishments. Now therein at the home of Harold Vacus, the party sat and regaled the wizened tinker with their tale so far. I can only imagine the look on old Harold's face when they talked about fairies, dragons, furry friends, queens and knights, and horrors that would seem the stuff of nightmares. Well, listeners, I do wonder what wonders will wander their way next. And that's all for this morning, listeners. Handle your horses with care, wash your hands, and watch out for those slavers. This has been What the Morning Shows Us with Nelson Moses. Y'all take care now. So the party, uh, Sans Solinar, has left to go to their rooms at the inn for the night. Uh, we are going to go ahead and start with Solinar and his dad. So... 30 years? Really? Did you not know how long you've been gone? Uh, time has moved weird for me at a lot of different points. Solonar, you... I don't think you think about this. Your mother was elven. You're going to live quite some time. I mean, I thought about it when I was a kid, and I stayed a kid while other people were becoming teenagers... And then I continued to stay a kid while some of them became adults. That was an experience. It's 
You'll be all right. This, you look troubled. You're, you're, you are human. I am. And I don't know. I, I feel like I'm barely a fully grown man. And you, I worry about you. Oh, I'll be all right. Besides, look at you having adventures, saving the world. Significantly more respectable work than what you've been doing. Well, that's, that's a low bar to clear. It is, but you're clearing it. Yeah, well, you can't keep being on the run. There's a limit to how much more running you're going to be able to do. And I know you never move because you think that you've done something. You always move based on the reactions of the people around you, but that's there's a limit to how much longer you're going to be able to pull that off. And I, I worry that this time or next time that you need, you need to get out of town, that you're not going to be able to do it you're, or you're not going to be fast enough or I don't know that something's going to happen to you because of how fast you're moving. I'll be fine, Solana. I mean, honestly, I could have moved to Alaria a long time ago and put all this behind me. Well, yes, there is that. Why didn't you move to Alaria? I liked the idea of staying closer to Tinkerhaven, just in case she wanted to visit. What do you mean, in case she wanted? I thought Mom was in, like, Ocean Var. No, your mother's in Tinkerhaven. But isn't isn't Mom, like, an ambassador? Doesn't she travels? Last I heard, she actually moved up in the ranks a little bit. Member of the Council of Thirteen. What? That's what I heard. But the Council of Thirteen are a bunch of liars, cheats, and basically people who rip off the local populace. Look, I, I know some things based on my interactions with people all around Tinkerhaven. I don't know. I don't know what your take is on the Council of Thirteen, but my understanding is they basically take what they want, they do how they please, and then the scraps get left for people at the bottom of the food chain. That's the case for all politicians, Solana. That's not the case in Alaria. I'm not saying Alaria is some sort of utopia or anything, but I've met Queen Elise, and she seems to genuinely care about her people. God save the queen. Look at you rubbing elbows with royalty. He kind of like jostles Solinar with his elbow. Look at you. Uh, I don't I don't know that I'd go that far. I spent the entire time convinced I was going to end up in manacles. That would make sense sort of your history but no i'm i again i could have bad information but that's just last i heard she hasn't she hasn't been around for some time no well that that holds true even when i was here she hasn't been around since you left not at all i haven't seen her once it's kind of frustrating she could have helped you She's incredibly busy, Solana. That's not all there is to that. She should have helped you. 
Don't be too hard on her. She's got a lot on her plate. Hmm. Look, you should move to Alaria. You should go somewhere where your past can't haunt you. And I don't know, like, give up, give up the dream of cheap and easily acquired tinkered goods. Do something simpler. Do something easier. Retire in comfort. Oh, is that not... You be a big hero, make all the riches? I won't have to work another day, right? Yeah, actually. If that works out, then 100%. I'll put you up for the rest of your life. I know, Solana. That's the least I can do. Uh, you don't owe me anything. If I was a better father, I would have kept you kept you on the straight and narrow. Well, you were busy. Mom was busy. It was easy to lose track of a kid and all that. Don't be too hard on her, Solana, truly. I can't believe she hasn't visited once since I left. He kind of shrugs. I don't know, but I'm certain she has a very good reason. I don't care how busy she is. That's... The two of you are in love. That's uh, not... She wouldn't... She wouldn't want to see me anyway. She's an ageless, ethereal being, and I'm... Little gray around the ears. I wanted to see you, and I'm not gray around the ears. Well, yes, but different different relationships, Solanar. Very, very different sort of context there. I would think she would want to see you more. Uh, she, you know, I was young when we met. Are you staying here tonight, or are you going to go to the inn with your friends? Well, you said you didn't have any space for me. Oh, I can sleep on the couch. You can take the bed. I am not putting you... I tell you what, I'll take the couch. I'm not putting you on the couch. Oh, you've been traveling. Especially if it's the same couch you had last time I was here, which would at this point be, as you claim, 30 years old. It's it's a fine piece of furniture. I even got it reupholstered. Hmm. It can't have been 30 years. Admittedly, Since last, last you were here? Last time I stopped through wasn't for long, but it can't have possibly been 30 years. It was. No, because I, I went back to Alaria, yes. And I spent a few years out of it, yes. But there's... That can't have been that long. Because that would mean... I'm still running into people that I ran with before I got caught. How many of them are human? Beck certainly was. And he wasn't, he wasn't an old, old man. I, I don't know what to tell you, Solanar. I'm definitely on in years, but uh, my brain hasn't gone yet, so... I would remember when my son comes home. Well, I'm not going anywhere just yet. We do have to get Melody back to Tinkerhaven. You can see your mother while you... Well, I don't know about all that. Come on. You're not in Tinkerhaven very often. How often do you get the opportunity to see her? Uh, basically never. But given that she doesn't come to see you, I don't know how invested I am in that. Solana, she loves you. Go see her. You'll be in Tinkerhaven anyway. It will be nothing... It will be no detour for you. The other part of that is that 
I don't think the Council of Thirteen would be excited to see my face. Well, given I can't imagine she lives in the government building. Well, that's fair. Besides, you can show her the all the interesting people you're traveling with. A disgraced noble, a professional wrestler, a knight, and a ninja. And a loud lute-playing girl. I mean, the loud, the loud lute-playing girl is more of a job than anything else. And then, the, you said a ninja? Is it, did she have like a... Did she burn her face, or...? No, no, she's a, she's a wood nymph. Not following. If, if her whole face is seen by someone who is not fey, they go blind. That sounds unfortunate and terribly inconvenient. Well, it's already happened once, so... Yeah, it's, it is pretty inconvenient. Well, regardless, it's an interesting cast you have with you. Fair. I don't know how interested I am in hearing Mom's opinion on all of them, but we will be in Tinkerhaven. I make you no promises. Just for me, Solanar. Please go see Aloran. No promises. He kind of gives you, like, the sad dad look. You're looking tired. We should call it a night. So as Solinar and his father turn in for the night, we are going to cut to you guys, who are all in your respective hotel rooms. Is there anything you guys are going to be doing before bed? Pillow fight! (laughs) Uh, Describe the rooms. Like, is it just like a hovel or is there like a, a bathroom or anything? I mean, yes, there will be a bathroom. So the rooms are comfortable if sort of, you know, that rustic exposed wood sort of aesthetic where all of the beds are made out of like knotty pine logs and the floors Mm -hmm. are kind of rough and sandy, but generally well trod. Yes, naughty pine boards are my favorite kind. (laughs) No, no, wrong, (laughs) wrong word. So... It's going to be sort of that aesthetic. Everything is comfortable, but very, very rustic. The blankets are warm, if slightly scratchy. The pillows are well-stuffed and fluffed, if a little flat compared to the finery that you were got used to in Alaria. Stuffed, fluffed, and fully puffed. <laughs> Fluffy puff my fellows. <laughs> <laughs> But the rates were affordable enough that everybody was able to get their own room and sort of have a rare bit of privacy, with the exception of Alita, Johannes, and uh, Koza, who are sharing the rooms with their respective pets. You could not fit Snuffles into your room. Snuffles wouldn't want to share a room with me anyway. Mm-hmm. Snuffles, Snuffles got her own thing going on. Daquin and Johannes are wearing uh, bronze priest robes, and uh, they both have uh, proportionally sized censures, bronze censures that they have incense in, and they're walking around the room. <laughs> That's really just, culty and really cute. The squirrel-sized censure is just a uh, thimble yeah, with a, a lid. <laughs> yeah, because we already said that Daquan has a thimble that uh, he wears as a helmet in combat, mm-hmm. so he uses mm-hmm. it as a censure otherwise. It's a multi-use thimble. <laughs> I'm really yeah. glad that he's he's using it for a multi-purpose reason. We're really all about upcycling, me and Daquan. <laughs> all right, so Koza, boat. Is there like a tavern part? Yeah, that's going time? to be downstairs. Uh, Koza's sitting in there, uh, kind of doing some sketching. 
Okay. Uh, a grizzled, older sort of goblin gentleman who stands about the height of your waist is going to come up. You see his nose sort of poke up over the counter before anything else. Can I get you anything, friend? Uh, um, uh, what do you have? Oh, we have several ales and a couple of selections of wine. Um, just, um... Just Could I interest you in some soup or roast chicken? Oh, oh, um, I'll have a, a, a little bit of roast chicken. Of course! Just one moment, friend! Uh, okay. He very quickly, almost alarmingly so, comes up with a plate of roasted chicken, spiced mashed potatoes, and what looked to be Brussels sprouts? Oh, uh, thank you. I'm really curious what these, what look to be Brussels sprouts are. <laughs> Yeah, because it's going to try what look to be Brussels sprouts. They do, in fact, seem like Brussels sprouts. However, there is a slightly sweeter taste to them that you would not expect from normal Brussels sprouts. Uh, what do they wait? What do they look like? Brussels sprouts. Oh, OK. Can I read nature? Why is the way that you said sound it? suspicious with the Brussels sprouts? It's just the way you said you said they look to be Brussels sprouts, but are, in fact, <laughs> Brussels. They're Brussels sprouts. I rolled a nat one nature when i was trying to figure out what these are you think they're a strange form of mushroom this makes this makes no sense um excuse me sir yes what are these brussels sprouts uh oh my uh, own family recipe oh they they taste very good thank you i work very hard they cook for days over the stove Oh, so they're just like mashed potato sprouts. <laughs> yeah. That's why you said what looked to be Brussels sprouts, because they were just paste. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they're pastel sprouts. Pastel sprouts. <laughs> Anything I might be able to do for you, Fred? Oh, um, no. I, I was just going to sit in here for a, a little bit. Of course. He uh, goes back to cleaning glasses behind the bar. Uh, there are a couple of little light twangs of lute music as Melody has sort of set herself up by the fire and begun to just sort of gently play for the patrons that are in the tavern. Oh, oh, I, di I didn't know you'd be down. Oh, I, I shouldn't interrupt, though. Sorry. She kind of keeps she keeps playing, but looks over to you. No, it's quite all right. I just figured I would earn some traveling money to pay you all back for, you know, saving me. Oh, I don't think you need to worry about that. I, I'm, I'm sure you I do. You're on this big, important quest to save the world, and you, you know, sidetrack to save me. I want to do what I can for you. Oh, uh, well, okay. <laughs> I, I guess that's appreciated. Thank, thank you. Of course. Besides, I can observe you. Observing all of you is like the heroes and whatnot you are. It gives me context. It lets me figure out what to write about you and how to describe you in song. Koza starts to feel really self-conscious. Though 
it's not why I'm down here. She kind of like notices you like looking weird. She like shakes, like, you know, stops playing and sort of like waves her hands like, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm not here to stalk you. I'm not a stalker. I'm aware that's the kind of thing a stalker would say, but I am not. I am not here to observe you. I'm literally here to do the doodly doots so that people throw uh, money into a hat that is conveniently placed over there. Uh, I am not stalking you. Quick I question. realize I'm saying that enough that it is suspicious. Chapman. Yes. What does Koza do when he has a sudden realization of being like hyper aware of himself? <laughs> um, does he have like an eye that drifts too far away from his face? Or, like... <laughs> Koza was starting to try to like walk to a corner of the room where like keeps looking to see if he'd be out of eye line. Does he like crab scuttle? Like he just goes. Yeah. But yeah, sort of a side shuffle. Like he Zoidbergs yeah. his way out of the room. <laughs> so by the time you're done uh, saying that you're you're so totally not a stalker, Coz is already side scuttled over to the corner of the room, and every other person in the inn is probably looking at you. Right. Um. I'll go back to uh, the doodly doots then. Uh, good. Good talk. Good talk. Champ. <laughs> she just kind of like looks her face gets like incredibly red and she's like i really need to get better at talking to people and she immediately goes back to uh playing her lute is there anything else you want to do other than have your meal and do your sketches man it really is not common to meet a bard with such a low charisma score <laughs> <laughs> it's very rare i love it is there uh i guess anybody else in the bar nope there are several people. There are a couple of locals uh, that are drinking ale, playing cards, having... It, it's a very low-energy bar. It's not very raucous or anything, but everybody seems to be very comfortable. Everybody seems to be at a decent amount of peace. It, it's it's a warm and welcoming environment, but not rowdy like you're sort of used to some of the taverns being. It's, it's, it's actually... That's the name. It's the low-energy bar. <laughs> <laughs> the sign outside just says Leb and it shows a battery that has 2%. Chapman? <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, yeah, Koz is just doing his sketches. And yeah, that's all. Okay. Uh, Johannes is sanctifying his bedroom. Boat. Yahweh, Requiem. You hear. You hear uh, Daquin making very similar sort of squeaking sounds. It is the closest a it is the closest a squirrel can get to Gregorian chants. Enjoy trying to make that sound, Gabe. Um, uh, just take what I said and, and shoot it up twelve octaves. <laughs> <laughs> so, boat. Uh, is there a window in this room? There is. It looks out actually towards Solinar's dad's house. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess Bodil maybe just sort of uh, casually look that way a little bit, but he's also going to take advantage of this rare privacy and uh, sort of uh, disrobe and just relax on the bed a little bit. Maybe uh, pull out a book or something. Okay. So you're having, you know, comfor comfortable you time. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe he calls down and puts in an order for some food or something like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, the... Sir, sir, I don't know how to tell you this. We have as much chicken as you like, but we are fresh out of ham. <laughs> I'll never patronize this place again. <laughs> I will kill my arteries somewhere else. Good day, sir. I said good day. <laughs> All right. 
So is there anything any of you want to get done before you go to sleep for the night? I can't think of anything that Boat wants to do. Like I said, the things have been things have been uh, kind of difficult lately. So he is just sort of reveling in the idea of not having anything necessarily to do and is just relaxing. Johannes eats a lime to stave off scurvy and we can reset my scurvy meter. I will go ahead and uh, bring your scurvy score down to zero. Thank you. Scurvy. Absolutely. You know, I think the real question is, is there anything you would like us to get done before we go to bed? No, I'm just uh, trying to make sure that I'm giving you adequate space. And that depends. Does Koza have healing spells? <laughs> I mean, eventually Koza goes back up to his room, does a little, like, kind of meditation, and then goes to bed. Koza. Yes. You awaken in a space that is unfamiliar to you. There is sand sort of everywhere. The sun is beating down on you in a way that you're very unfamiliar with. Except, maybe not so much. The sights and the smells remind you a lot of Ocean Var, but the center of the desert, which is not a place you remember being. You're standing on a high sand dune, and you hear the sounds of footsteps sort of like you know, heavily, you know, pounding through the sand to get to you. And you see before you a familiar looking half orc who sort of like leans over panting with a huge war axe over his his shoulder. What are you doing here? Um, uh, uh, what are you, what are you doing to my room? He kind of like looks around. Koza looks around also. Uh, it is not your room, my friend. Oh. What am I doing here? Where where am I? What? You're in the not not too far outside Karar. Oh no, that's absolutely not where I am. He he kind of like puts his hand on your shoulder. If I had more water to give, I'd give it to you, friend. But you've got to get out of here, and you've got to get out of here quickly. Um, I could try. Um, well, I was asleep, and that's how I got here. Wait, why do I need to get out of here so quickly? He turns and gestures, and over the horizon, you see the shapes of dozens of black dragons flying towards the two of you. Oh, oh no, um, uh, uh um, what's, what's the f- fastest way to, um, uh, uh, to back to, 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 to It's across the ocean, my friend, but if you can get to Karar, you'll be safe. I'll... He kind of, like, sighs and looks down and then looks at you and sort of smiles, and he goes, I'll keep him away from you. I'll buy you as much time as I can. Um, who are you? My name is Van. Look, is this, like, because there's still some things I'd like to figure out, but, like, if we're out of time, I I can start just running. Um, but, uh, really, last thing I remember, I, I was just asleep. Did you notice when I got here? I, I was running and you were here, my friend. I, I don't... I wish I had an answer for you. Okay. But Um, he kind of like looks. If you ever run into... No, I guess... I guess it's unlikely you'll ever see them, so... No, who is it? If you ever see a red-headed woman in a veil... Oh, Alita? No, I don't know an Alita. Uh, Okay, never mind then. Long, long, curly, red hair, veil. Uh, She wears a very distinct silver necklace. 
you ever see her, tell her, I did what I came here to do. No matter how it ended, I got it done. Oh, oh, okay. So, so what's her name again? Elmaine. Elmaine. Oh, this is, this is the past again. He kind of looks at you confused. Oh, um, no, I've, I've seen, I've ever had these visions before. That This is taking place in my past. I'm surprised you, you can hear me and, and, and see me this time. But, um... Those black dragons are going to do much worse than that. I don't know if I need to run now if this isn't real. Or at least not, not, not my present. You hear in the back of your head a very familiar voice say the word reality. Uh, oh, I, um... Okay, I, I guess I, I guess, um, okay. I, I, I'll, I'll get, um, yeah, okay, I'm gonna start running now. He claps you on again, again on the shoulder, sadly. I'll keep them away from you. Uh, okay, and, um, Koza starts running. As you run along the sand, you feel... You know how when you have that those kinds of dreams and you're running as fast and as hard as you can, but you don't feel like you're making the kind of distance you should? That sensation overwhelms you. And in a moment, after you've been sort of just gunning at it as hard as you can, you hear a single barbaric primal roar. And the sounds of a battle. It is then that you wake in a cold sweat in your room. <gasps> Bull sort of like nudging you uncomfortably with its foot. Uh, oh, I'm not sure what I should make of that. Um, Bull tilts its uh, mushroom cap curiously. Um, I, I just, I just had had a vision. Bull sits and leans forward. Um, an an orc, um, the 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 previous party who who tried to to fulfill that that prophecy. I I I was there with one of them again, a half orc who um who knew Elmaine. I'm not entirely sure what to make of it. I guess I could go, and Koza leaves to go find uh somebody else from the party. Johannes, we are going to go to you. You awake in a forest filled with mist and feeling almost outside of space and time. You hear the sound of crying deeper within. I'm so groggy and this forest is foggy and there's a (laughs) child who is soggy. I need to stop the crying so I can go back to sleep in my bed here. Where's my bed? You see no bed around. Hmm. Maybe it's close to this baby. Let's let's find this crying. I will tell you, it does not sound like the wailing of a baby. It sounds like the crying of a young woman. As you wander through the forest, kind of groggy and like rubbing your eye with the back of your hand you find a woman hunched over the body of a huge dire wolf. It and her are both pumped full of arrows. 
Just lots of arrows, lots of damage. The wolf lay slain at her side. You see a little bit uh, with her leaned over. Her body is protecting something furry underneath her. Oh my gosh, you're protecting that baby. We gotta, I gotta, I gotta heal you. You got arrows that are poking out of places where you're not supposed to have arrows poking out. She like startled looks up. Hello? Save that for later. I'm gonna, I'm gonna slap you in the face. Okay, uh, you're gonna heal her? Yeah. Alright, go ahead and uh, roll for that, my friend. No healing, he's just gonna hit her. Wait, right he's just face. gonna slap her across the face. <laughs> yeah, how, I, it's lay on hands. Yeah, how how much uh, health is that? Yeah, uh, so I've got what thirty points. Yep, thirty total points. Yeah, thirty points of healing. So you're gonna use all. So you're gonna use all of the <laughs> points on her. She's got like you just said. She's got like fifty arrows in her. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> uh, the arrows are going to be sort of pushed out of her body as the wounds close them out of her. Hmm. Uh, she stand. She she looks surprised and a little awed. As she sits up, you see that she was curled over a badger, who miraculously seems completely uninjured, and begins like, you know, climbing around and like sniffing at her to see if she's okay. Yeah, uh, Johannes checks the pulse of this giant wolf. It is very dead. This wolf is very dead. Yeah, he he was trying to save me. Well, save you, he did. He achieved his goal, says Johannes as he opens the eyelids and then closes them again ceremoniously. She's going to sort of gather up her badger. Who are you? I am Johannes. Mr. Wolf, may beauty always follow in the wake of your steps. And may your eyes always see clearly into the reflective ponds your face as it smiles back onto you in prettiness. That was very lovely. Thank you. If no, no, it was really just lovely. Thank you. She kind of like gets up wincing. Despite the healing, she is absolutely going to live, but it seems like there are some lingering injuries in her body. I... Guess I should get back. I, what are you doing here? I do not know. I have n- neither mission nor purpose. I feel like I'm drifting in between the thoughts of my mind and this flog- foggy woods. I'm sorry. I-, I can tell you that you're in the Alarian Wood, and if you head south a ways, you should be able to get out. Out to, I think Oakmel is the town. Mm, I've been to Oatmeal before, but I don't remember. Was I there? I think I'm supposed to wrestle people there. What? Yeah, I think I'm supposed to be part of a wrestling match so that we can go on an adventure. Oh, you've helped me so much. I have purpose in my life again. Thank you, kind stranger. My name is Iris, and Johannes, thank you, really. No problem, Iris. You make sure that you rest those irises and get a healing sleep. You're not 100% healthy yet, uh, but you are on the right path. 
And uh, do you have anything to protect yourself with besides uh, a porcupine to throw at strangers? He's a uh, fox is a badger, but mm. well, the arrows, I could probably take these and use my bow. I wasn't expecting them to come this far into the wood. Be, please, Johannes, you seem like you can handle yourself, but please be careful. I'm... There's something really, really bad that I think might happen, and the woods aren't safe like they were. Understood. Don't worry, I have the ability to detect evil, and also I am quite brave because of my halfling heritage. My mother always said, Johannes, you are quite brave because of your halfling heritage. <laughs> Remember that, because otherwise you'll be a coward because... No halfling is brave because of their heritage, but because of who they are inside of their heart. The scarf that Iris sort of has wrapped around her head like a hairband, she unravels, folds, and hands to you. I can't give you much, but I can give you this. Oh, nice. It's, uh, oh, it's like a, uh, a white elephant. Give me one second. It's like a sort of silk scarf dealio. Oh, it's so nice. I've, I can give you this. Do I have things with me? Like, am I allowed to have the things that I have on me I will me allow you to have the stuff that you usually carry on your person. I will not let you have anything that you normally have in the cart. Perfect. Uh, uh, Johannes reaches in and he uh, into his bag and he pulls out a um, mace. He goes, here you go. Protect She's yourself to- in case the arrows, that get if they get inside, use this. I'm not sure that I'll be able to use this, but I absolutely will keep it. Thank you. Absolutely. And remember, don't worry about if you throw it, because it will come back to you. Not magically, only if you run and get it. I actually have a friend that might be able to use this. Oh, gods, I have to get back to her. I don't know if they've made it to the glade. Be safe, Johannes. You too, Irises. She's going to turn like clutching her badger to her chest and run into the woods. As she disappears into the fog, you wake up within your room, significantly less panicked and sweaty than Koza woke up, but awake nonetheless. That's because I sanctified the room beforehand. Daquin, I've had another dream. Hurry, get out your logbook. Daquin is curled up in a makeshift sleeping bag made out of a familiar silk scarf. Daquin, wake up. You're sleeping on the job. You're supposed to be taking the log. Daquin, like, kind of shakes himself awake and, like, wiggles his little squirrel butt and looks up at you groggily. Good. Now that we're all in attendance, we will host the meetings as we usually do. He nods once and takes out a tiny squirrel logbook, which means we're going to then turn to Solinar. Solinar, you find yourself standing in a room that is almost entirely stone. And room isn't a great descriptor. Hallway would be better. The air crackles with arcane energy that is so thick it almost feels like you're swimming in it. You hear the sounds of a battle down the hall and see flashes of magic. You hear the sounds of something, well, a few somethings hitting the floor. It's sort of a sickening thud. You hear sort of this wail of anguish. 
Adventuring School Logic, rule number one. Move towards the sounds of danger. And Solonar pulls attention out and heads that way. As you head towards the area, as you head towards the area where you heard the wail, you see bodies sort of starting to pile up as you get closer and closer to the space. There is a room with this bright light emanating from it. Solonar just continues advancing. Like he's gonna he's going to keep an eye out for anybody who might still be alive, if not conscious. Um, but it's it's looking like corpse central to him as he moves through because he's not exactly proficient with medicine. Uh, and he's not gonna be stopping and trying to like pulse check everybody. So Fair. unless unless someone is like gurgling at him. He's just going to keep moving. As you head into the glowing room, you see, as you saw in the hallway, bodies laying around. Uh, roll perception real quick for me. 16. You don't notice anything particularly odd about the room, but you do see the body of a familiar drow woman and the battered, very close to being just a body of a tiefling crawling towards her. In his hand is clutched something that you're not able to tell what it is. All you hear is him scream, Not you. He won't have you. Before the room is filled with a searing red light. with a crash <laughs> as a dragon takes off the roof that, absolutely not